four of the Studio Mono Me podcast. I'm Mary Elizabeth, your artist in chief. Hey, everybody, I'm four. Oh, wait, the podcast is four. I'm Johnny Mono. <laughs> How are you doing, husband? I am. I'm four. <laughs> no, no, I'm doing great. Work has been rough. We've been busy, but you know what? We are still standing. Better late than never. Better late than never, that's for sure. I have to uh, apologize to anybody that's listening to this podcast. We are unusually late with the recording and posting. <laughs> True, although, uh, you know what? As you'll find out by the end of this episode, we've had a lot going on. There's good reasons, completely valid, perfectly acceptable reasons. I would imagine that some of those reasons involve some of the things that you've been working on. What are some of those things? Oh my gosh. So after our friends uh, from the last podcast that we talked about, after they left with their extended stay with us. Gus? It was... Gus left? No, no, no. Remember our friends that we talked about that stayed with us? Yeah. We did the cheese factory? Yeah, Gus. He's a dog. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, the Adlers. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was like, man, I know I don't see Gus right here, but... Well, after they left and went back home to California, um, I just pretty much between my part-time job at Holistic Pet, uh, being down an employee again, and my own business endeavors, I've just been cranking out art. So it's like six days a week I'm working, and then one day we are doing all the other life stuff. Yes, like laundry and eating. <laughs> laundry, eating. Running around town, running errands. And more laundry. <laughs> and laundry. How do two people and one little dog make so much laundry? I blame Gus. I don't know. If anybody has any insight. Well, so in the time that you're arting, uh, what are some of the things that you've been working on? So today, actually, um, I just finished up uh, my current fan art project, which for most people, you know, I don't do that much fan art. It's generally... By request only, not well, so much yeah. of my own. It, it would seem like it's difficult to do. I mean, the blades are spinning and it's <laughs> blowing air at you. I don't know how you paint no, no, that. No, no, no. Fandom art. Oh. Yes. Ew. So kind of, you know, kind of my spin on other people's uh, designs and characters from, from Pick a Fandom. Anything well, from well, Doctor Who to DC Comics. They don't just spin for you. Fans spin for everybody. That's right. what they do. Oh, the conqueso. Yes. Laquise. <laughs> Anyway, so my friend from back home in Phoenix, Arizona, Ashley of So Ashtastic. Ashley! She makes me all my awesome fandom purses and scarves, and now I'm roping her into making bandanas for Gus, the dog. <laughs> yes! <laughs> He's going to um, be a fashionable little guy. Well, more so than he already is. So we're doing a trade. She'll be making me some stuff, and I'm making her, which I just completed today. Uh, it's titled Hellboy with a Cat. Nice. So it's a texturized piece of a Magnolia tribute piece, so to speak. I, I, I channeled him heavily with the, uh, with the ink lines and blocking. I would say that you captured the spirit of him very well. So for those of you who are curious to see it, I've got it posted on our Facebook page. Um, I've got it posted on Instagram, both of which you can find by just typing in Studio Mono and Me. That's right. Easy to find. Just go in the search bar. You'll find us. Excellent. Uh, in addition to that, um, I know I've been talking to everybody about October. October is the peak month of uh, what uh, the spear of our ship is aimed at, I think, for this year. German beer consumption. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oktoberfest. You derailed me. <laughs> 
So there's two expos in October. We've got the Portland Pet Expo, which is my main driving force right now. Uh, the wind in my sails, so to speak, of must get things done. Yes, um, this is going to be a, a banner year for Studio Mono and me. Yes, so uh, insofar as I'm concerned, Mary Elizabeth side of things, I specialize in pet portraits. Um, so we have our own booth, and you're going to be my sales pitch guy, and I'm hoping, fingers crossed, to have anywhere from 20 to 40 pieces, somewhere in there, uh, ranging from like, you know, very large pieces to uh, small pieces of pet portraits, uh, dogs, cats. Um, we'll probably throw in a few other uh, unusual pets that uh, people do keep. Nice. Got to show the love to the, uh, the diverse animals out there. Reptiles, amphibians, maybe some farm creatures. I would love to do a goat. Excellent. Yeah, I would love to see you do a goat as well. I know we've been on a big goat kick lately. Right, yeah. And uh, also in October is when we'll officially have that coloring book uh, released, which I know I have talked about a lot uh, as well. Um, but yes, there really is a coloring book, you guys. Um, <laughs> all the pages are done. It's just a matter of compiling the project digitally at this point. Um, and like any well-made project, things do take time. But uh, yeah, uh, September, October, it'll be officially launched. It's the first thing that we are self-publishing. So Studio Mono Ami may actually have an LLC behind its name pretty soon here. Oh, goodness. We're going to need a lawyer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Murdock. Right. So not only do we have the, the Pet Expo coming up, but we also have PRGE, the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Exactly. So I'm going to be doing some fan art pieces for that as well. Um, and, you know, one of my pet peeves with expos is people maybe going outside of the expo theme, if you will, and it is a retro gaming expo. So I don't want to do any fandoms outside of that. So if people want to send me a tweet at Studio Mono Me, maybe give me some character suggestions. I'm looking more into the creatures of retro gaming. Pretty sure we're, we're bound to see a trigger happy. Yep. I, I, I'm thinking since Skylanders holds a very uh, heavy weight in our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and very light wallets on the other end of that. Yes, um, you aren't kidding. There oh, probably man. will be some Skylanders fan art in addition to other things. I'm thinking Yoshi, um, possibly Metroid. Yeah, I think a Metroid would look really awesome in your style. Right, yeah. So for those of you who don't know yet, if you're just listening to us and haven't actually found us through any visual medium, um, my art is heavily textured. It's what you would call a sculptural, whimsical... I mix a lot of things going on there. Y yeah, I like people to see and touch. <laughs> it's touchy-feely. Yes. <laughs> so on top of the, uh, the art that we're bringing to PRGE, uh, I'm also going to be making quite a few different games. So being the, uh, the retro gaming expo and me being a maker of reproduction and translation cartridges, I've got a few projects that I've been working on, and I'm sure I'll be working on more as we go. Uh, but my latest projects have been an 8-bit version of the album Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. I know. It is completely awesome. That has been the backtrack for many of our chores and, and again, laundry. <laughs> <laughs> and they say that it syncs up with uh, the new Star Wars movie. That's always the thing. Like, oh, this syncs up with Dark Side of the Moon perfectly. Ah, I, I think that whole uh, it syncs up with everything is kind of overrated. But, uh, hey, if you want to buy a copy and find out for yourself, you know, I'm more than happy to oblige. Uh, some of the other things that I've been working on are uh, actually uh, 
a guy online had made a copy of of the Blues Brothers NES game, but he, he hacked it, so you're not playing as the Blues Brothers, you're playing as Alf. What? Right? So there is actually an Alf video game ROM out there that I pressed two carts, and I had a lot of fun designing the label on that one. I know that the labels are something that we don't necessarily bring up all the time because we're usually talking about the game itself. Right, you're like the solder master. Yes, but I also have fun making the labels. It's uh, tapping into that graphic design gene that I, I don't often talk about, but I was really into that back in high school and got back into it with making the labels. So uh, yeah, I had a little bit of fun taking various pictures of Alf and putting him in different poses and ultimately came up with a label that I think looks pretty cool. You know, those graphic design skills are exactly uh, the skills that I've needed, and not only do they enhance my side of uh, adventures and endeavors artistically, but it's been really great to see you uh, taking on some of your own personal sense of humor and applying it to your own creations. <laughs> so many pictures of Steve Buscemi hidden in everything. There's a lot of Steve Buscemi going on. <laughs> so the last thing that I want to bring up as far as projects that I'm working on in the video game world I actually partnered up with our buddies over at CJAC, the Children's Justice and Advocacy Center, and uh, I'm working with them to create uh, some reproduction cartridges of the Cowlitz Adventure Game, or Cowlitz Adventures Gamer game. What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it's, uh, it's a game that's uh, going to be featured at PRGE this year, and it's specifically made for Cowlitz. Mm -hmm. So it's a, a brand new game from the ground up. It's not a... It's not a ROM hack of an existing game. It's programmed from nothing, and we have a brand new game. Wait, not a bootleg? Not a bootleg. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, taken me a little bit of work to get the, the actual ROM to work with various cartridges. Well, you have, a, like, an entirely different setup with this, right? Because when it comes to regular reproductions that you do, you kind of use what they call donor cartridges for the most part, right? Uh, yeah, for the most part. And so this you're one, using existing pieces, but yes. with this game, it's an entirely new build-up. Wrong! <laughs> no, this one still uses donor cartridges, but they're heavily modified donor cartridges. Ah, so yes. it's an entirely different ball game, but still uses a ball. Exactly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what I have to do is take two balls and press them together, so it's basketball. Ah, gotcha. Exactly. So a little bit of trial and error, but I finally got it working, and uh, everything is good now. So speaking of this Cowlitz County Children's Justice and Advocacy Center, or Cowlitz CJAC, um, we were recently at their uh, event, the wine tasting and art auction called Big Heart. Yeah, and this was actually the uh, first year that they put this show on, and I gotta say, the turnout was great. The turnout was great. You know, it didn't feel like one of those first-timer events. Uh, you and I have been to a lot of charity things with our Studio Monomi Enterprise, um, and it, it was very well put together. Um, we arrived incredibly early, so we got to see a lot of familiar faces and do the whole you know, hugs and meets and figure it out. And it, so much so that we ended up going the wrong way around on the wine tasting. Well, you know, we're rebels and we do what we want. <laughs> we were going against the flow, um, which just added to the enjoyment of the evening. That's right. Um, we're like delicious salmon going against the grain. <laughs> delicious salmon. Um, you know, I'm so impressed with the work that they do with um, kids who definitely need represent representation with, you know, whatever it is that they're going on at home that's a negative situation. 
um, that I have agreed to donate a piece every year that they do the Big Heart uh, Art Auction. Um, and that was uh, very well received. Um, this year, my piece that I donated was um, from my own kind of inspiration, what I call my fantasy lady pieces. It was yeah. a lady called, uh, it was a fantasy lady painting called Lady Heart, because I just figured it would go in with their event title um, pretty well. So, uh, funny turn of events, our friends, uh, shout outs here, Shanae and Corey Strait, um, that own Classic Sonodities, who are also one of the biggest sponsors for Cowlet Sea Jack. That's right. Uh, oh, the webs we weave. <laughs> Ended up winning um, my piece. So there's a picture floating around somewhere of all of us together and the art. Um, yeah, you know, that, that was one of the events that, that uh, caused this podcast to be a few days behind. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but all for a good cause. Gotta help those kids. So um, in between that event... And another event, we had two mono events in between. Two mono events? Wouldn't that just be two events? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so it was your birthday. I'm four. 34? No. Five. 35. Holy crap. I know, I'm this many. <laughs> I'll just keep you at 34 for a while. <laughs> I'm still 13. I don't care what you say. Well, if you stay at 34, I can stay at 29. <laughs> I see how it is. All right, you heard it here first. We're celebrating anniversaries from now on and not birthdays. So it was your birthday. Yes. And um, for people who don't know you very well, um, you don't like to make a big ta-da about your birthday. Eh. I always seem to ruin it for you, because <laughs> inevitably, when whatever piece of social media you are on, I will wish you a happy birthday, and our three quarters of mutual shared friends will see that I've wished you a happy birthday, and then you get a feed full of happy birthdays. Not only a feed full of happy birthdays, but more like the, oh crap, how did I forget? <laughs> Like, no, 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 don't worry. I don't put it out there. I don't expect people to remember. It's all good. Well, we come from a dif different backgrounds on that. You know, I love celebrating birthdays. Birthdays are like national holidays in my gene pool. Um, I think for your background, not so much. <laughs> yes, we are ashamed of birthdays. We are uh, not supposed to flaunt them. <laughs> so, and then a couple days after that was our monoversary. Ah, Yes. Yeah, we've survived two full years of the marriage ride. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, and nearly half a decade of, of coupleship. So, uh, yeah. Exactly. And then right after the anniversary. Ah, and then we spill right into the Cowlitz Gamers... For Kids. For Kids. Yep. Cowlitz Gamers for Kids. I think this is their seventh annual... Uh... You may be right. Uh what I know is that it was actually our second time going. It was our second time going. Yes. First time vending? Well, you. Uh, yeah. Yep. First time vending, though I was there helping last Dr. Time. Nintendo last time. Yeah, it was really great to see him. Yeah. Um, pretty much all these retro events that we go to, we have a partnership with Dr. Nintendo and his lovely wife, Shannon. That's right. So if he's doctor, would she be Mrs. Nintendo? The doctor and Mrs.? Hmm. I like the sound of that. <laughs> So, um, and that was, you know, uh, it had an interesting feel to it this year. Last year, I feel like it was really busy. It was very much like a convention. Um, this year, even though they said that attendance was increased, it, it felt more like a steady stream and less like um, hectic. You know, it was, it was a little calmer. 
Yeah, I would say that's probably true. And uh, the other thing that I noticed is that because there was more events going on besides just the shopping for games, uh, that was probably why our booth wasn't quite as busy. Oh, yeah, they had a cosplay competition. They were doing giveaways and an auction. That's right. There was a uh, Super Smash Brothers tournament. There was uh, a pirate ship outside with a Captain Jack Sparrow that was uh, giving rides to everybody. And that was something that was getting a lot of attention. Yes, I have to say, um, he got the Captain Sparrow swagger uh, on point. <laughs> yes, very much so. But why is the rum always gone? <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, so that was many of the things that contributed, as well as the other night you had to record your own podcast. Um, and it was just, you know, since we are both working adults and, and still need some amount of sleep, we, uh, we couldn't record two podcasts in one night. Very true. And for those that are uninitiated or hadn't given that a listen, uh, she's referring to Bits, Bases, and Baskets, which is the weekly podcast that I do with my buddy Shane. And uh, this last week, we did the special uh, special edition of our podcast covering WrestleMania. Which is an entirely different fandom that uh, I've yet to dip my toes in. Oh, the things you're missing out on. Big sweaty <laughs> mans and little tiny outfits rubbing all against each other and throwing each other down on canvas. There was a recent Supernatural episode that uh, was in that territory. Featuring The Miz. I'll, I'll stick with that. Intercontinental champion, The Miz. <laughs> Hello. Uh, <laughs> so um, if people want to find your podcast, do they just look for Bits, Bases, and Baskets? That's right. Search for Bits, Bases, and Baskets on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, Podcast Republic. You have a Facebook page, so that's an easy way to go directly to the podcast uh, download as well. Yeah, that's so. absolutely right. <laughs> um, so gaming events, since we're huge nerds, um, people are like, well, you're an art studio. Why are you into all these gaming events? And that's why I built this podcast with your with your support and producership um, because there's so much crossover. Like it literally defines who we are uh, between the art and the nerdy. There's a nerd and your love for sports and my love for food and this is, you know our mutual loves there's a lot of crossover and i just like talking about all this stuff anyway so we like some things i do have a story that i feel is is shareable shareworthy for our listeners today um i know some of our friends have gotten this story so i've partially refined it um but when we were at the Cowlitz gamers for kids expo um there was a small kid maybe i don't know somewhere in the age range of eight yeah, that sounds about right. So He was a little guy. Yeah, he was a few years shy of puberty, but he was definitely not a toddler. Right. <laughs> so he comes up, and he points at our little display where we have um, a Retron 3 hooked up and yep. a Nintendo, and we're displaying some video games on a small box TV. Oh, oh, you know what we can do? Hmm. Now that you've laid out the setting, mm -hmm. we can role play. Everybody, what's going on? This is Johnny Mono's Repros. Come on, check it out. See what we got over here. What's that? Oh, that? That's uh, that's Power Rangers Turbo on the Super no, Nintendo. No, 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 not that. What's that? The, the Retron 3? No, that. That, the TV. That's not a TV. What is that? That's a TV. That's too big. 
What? Bye. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we had a, a child come up that was uh, confused at at the CRT television that we had on display. Yeah, when we told him the second time that it was a television, he walked away. Pretty much. And that's when I felt old. Officially old. Yep, we're getting old. Our TVs are fat. <laughs> what are we doing? So, um, I do, before we transition into the next segment of our podcast, want to give a couple shout-outs uh, to some people that really made these last couple events that we talked about really special for me and have really... Um, uh, been incredibly inclusive to the both of us since we arrived in Portland uh, a couple of years ago. The dream um, of the 90s is alive. <laughs> so I mentioned, you know, Shanae and Corey, I mentioned them again. Uh, they have had a couple different store locations since we've known them, but they are in Kelso, Washington, Classics and Oddities, or is it Longview? Longview. They are okay. in Longview. Um, either way, Classics and Oddities in Washington State. Um, they are absolutely fine and lovely people. Um, at least for my part, they're responsible for introducing me to uh, Chelsea and Jonathan, um, who are majorly involved with the Cowlitz thing um, and all the, the fundraisers and, and gaming and things like that for the children's benefits. Um, uh, other people involved with that, like I mentioned, um, Dr. Nintendo and his wife Shannon, they That's have, right. they live in our uh, town of Portland, so they're a little more connected with us on a day-to-day -day basis. But then I also wanted to say uh, a huge thank you to John and Sarah Hancock. Um, John is the forensic interviewer for Cowlitz Seajack, um, which is just a heavy undertaking that uh, he's felt his life calling to and he's just a beautiful person his wife is just a beautiful person and their kids are just beautiful kids so <laughs> yes um you know i just wanted selfless to <laughs> selfless giving just wonderful people that we wanted to give a shout out to because they uh, have been again incredibly just inclusive to us and really supportive of what the studio mono and me um empire is growing uh, to be so yeah <laughs> And uh, since you had mentioned uh, Jonathan Rose, I want to mention his new YouTube channel as oh, well. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm you get enjoying a that so much. I, see, I watch it on Facebook, so I forgot it's a YouTube channel. It is a YouTube channel, but he does share it on Facebook as well. But if you get a chance to get out to YouTube, look for The Bitwise Dungeon, where uh, he's talking about some old Sega games and uh, some hidden gems and some, uh, some lesser-known titles on the Sega Genesis. Uh, sounds like he's going to be exploring other systems as well, probably the Turbo Graphics and the Neo Geo, which are some systems that he's really passionate about. Uh, he's about four episodes deep, maybe five by the time you hear this, and uh, each one of them has been very cool. We've learned some things about it, and uh, he actually features one of my reproduction games in one of the episodes as well. That, yeah, that was really awesome, and he has an amazing speaking voice, very clear, um, you know, even I have learned a bit from those videos, you know, um, being somebody who came from a very uh, hard copy background, it was books for me, books and uh, VHS tapes, I never really got into any gaming until I met you five years ago, so. You can't um, plug a <laughs> controller into that. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's really cool. I think uh, he definitely appeals to a wide range of audiences. Good deal. So moving on from uh, gamers, gaming, and events, we, or, well, gamers and gaming events, I want to go into actual gaming. Oh, wait, we do that? <laughs> we have time for that? Oh, uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been up to, dear? So... I picked up a couple of things. Uh, there was a sale going on at GameStop that was pretty fantastic, uh, where they had, I believe it was 
four games for 20 bucks. So oh, it, that's right. Yeah, in essence, they ended up being about $5 a pop. And uh, one of the games that I picked up was NBA 2K14. Now, 2K14, meaning from the, the 2014 season, uh, sounds a little bit old considering we're here in 2016. At but, the end of the season. Yeah, at the end of the season, no <laughs> joke. But uh, honestly, in a game like this, it doesn't really matter. And the, the reason I say that is because the game itself focuses on playing through uh, a fictitious NBA draft. Uh, you create a character out of nothing, and you enter the draft, you get drafted by a team, and because you're throwing a wild card into the mix that didn't actually ex exist in real life, uh, the drafts don't always end up the way that the season played out anyhow. So uh, I, I'm playing through a historical event, historical fiction. So Johnny Mono is number eight on the Philadelphia 76ers. What? And he sucks at free throws. <laughs> he is a terrible, terrible three-point shot. But uh, you know what? He's, he's getting better. He's getting better every day. I have to say, from an observationalist standpoint, I always enjoy those parts to games where you make your own character. And most of us are just egotistical enough to make a character that looks like us, or at least as close as you can get in a gaming engine. Um, for a game being a couple years old, like uh, if you were to be stretched out into an NBA player, the likeness is pretty spot on. You guys could be cousins. Yeah, I think that I was blessed with uh, a set of features that translates well to caricature. I'm going to say that leads me to Mitomo. Oh, goodness, Mitomo. Because your me character looks just like you. <laughs> exactly, yeah. To the point where uh, our buddy John Riggs, uh, he was on Facebook, and he was sharing a picture of my, my me character. Yes. And he, he was telling everybody, like, look at this. Look at how <laughs> creepy exactly <laughs> it looks like Johnny Mono. Oh, I have to say, any game where you make a character of, uh, to be of your likeness, it's like, well, that's that's you. It just, you know, black hair, brown eyes, really thick black eyebrows, mustache yeah. and a goatee, smack some glasses on it, and a couple dots. That's me. <laughs> so, uh, me Tomo. Yeah, this is Nintendo's first foray into. Uh into a game that isn't on their own console. Uh, well, I, I shouldn't say that. They've, they've had games on like the Atari and things of that nature, but uh, in modern times, uh, they had said that they weren't going to try to get into things like mobile gaming. Uh, well, they lied. They made a mobile game, and here it is. It's Mitomo. It's yeah. It's 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 a mobile game and social media um, integration with each other. Um, I mean, you don't have to adopt it into Facebook or Twitter or anything else, um, because in and of itself, it is a it is a social media. You can have conversations with your other friends' avatars. Yeah, I, I would say that it's probably more a social media platform than a a true game. than a true game. Yeah, there are some mini games in it. They've only introduced the one so far, which is like the pinball pachinko game. Right. But uh, yeah, they're, they're supposed to unveil several more games in the future. Right. But, uh, that's the first game part of it. But yeah, mostly it focuses on uh, answering bizarre questions and hearing the answers that your friends give. It's a little bit like early Sims, just way cuter. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate. <laughs> uh, I have to admit, I spent an entire hour on Mitomo this afternoon. I haven't spent quite that much time, <laughs> but uh, I did notice one thing that was pretty awesome, and that's th uh, one of the daily bonus items that I got was a t-shirt. Mm -hmm. With a bear on it. Oh. Bear Tiefel, everyone. For those of you who don't know, I uh, started a hashtag uh, that I put on lots of things that I post online. Hashtag be artful. 
and uh, John with his silly sense of humor. Well, I, I made my own hashtag because I can't be left out in the cold. I mean, if you get a hashtag, I get a hashtag. And my hashtag is bear teeful. Spelled exactly the same. It says you. Mine's about a bear. <laughs> uh, other games. So part of uh, our anniversary, um, you gave me a couple of video games, which is really cool. Um, so totally encouraging my uh, Nintendo addiction, um, at least modern Nintendo, right? Uh, you That's got me right. uh, Pikmin 3 for the Wii U. Yes. Um, and Mario and Luigi Paper Jam for the 3DS. Yeah, and what's awesome is that uh, I know next to nothing about these games, but I know that you were very excited about them. So this is going to be a situation where you're going to be telling me about games that I know nothing about. <laughs> so I'll fully admit, um, when it comes to gaming, I definitely want something that is maybe a little bit platformery uh, that I can put down and walk away from and pick back up a couple months later and just be like, oh, I know the basic four buttons. So um, no investing uh, several hours upon hours into a, a season of basketball where every button does something and... Yeah, highly technical basketball simulating. See, I don't like to concentrate on games. I mean, I like to sit down and relax. I do so much concentration in every other area of my life. I like to sit down and just kind of not think and just enjoy the pictures. Um, so my big draw for Pikmin was just that the little Pikmin are so cute. <laughs> I had to know. So I watched a couple of YouTube videos and just the way they, they have like these little uh, antenna on their heads. Well, it's like a like a flower stem or something. Well, right? it depends on what kind of Pikmin you oh, get. Oh, they vary. Yes, yeah, so there's rock Pikmin and and all other kinds of Pikmin. I don't want to ruin it for you because I want to show you later. Um, but uh, there's probably tons of people laughing at me right now. But they have like these little things at the end of their antenna. You know, leaves or like little rocks or flowers, and then they beat things up to break down walls and barriers. So it's an adventure game, more or less, and. Um, it, it, it kind of reminds me of a lot of mobile games um, that are popular on Facebook with, like, uh, you know, you're collecting food so that you survive. Uh, the story that I have is that these little astronauts from some distant planet are uh, outnumbering uh, the resources that their planet can uh, sustain. That, so, that almost sounds like social commentary. So they're uh, traveling to other planets and they found these little Pikmin and little Pikmin um, work for them and um, the Pikmin like uh, get safe habitat and you're adventuring and you're gathering food and you're finding your lost other astronauts. That sounds like slavery! <laughs> but they're creatures and they're not other people. Oh, they're beasts of burden. <laughs> you think we can train Gus to do that? <laughs> oh, we've been saying for a long time Gus needs to get a job. So. Yes, yes. Homeboy needs to get some work. <laughs> Gus, find me a pork chop. And I'm hungry. When you got me the new 3DS uh, for Christmas, this last uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa um, holiday season, um, I remember writing down on the list Mario and Luigi Paper Jam. Yeah, that wasn't out yet. Exactly. <laughs> I knew that, but I just wrote it down in our shopping list so that you would know <laughs> I wanted it in three months. Yes. Well, three months rolled by, and you totally got me Mario and Luigi Paper Jam. I did. I did not forget. 
and having it on a shopping list certainly helped. I've only played through the introductory level, but it is, again, so cute, and I can, like, close it down and, and, and not have to uh, worry about being in the middle of a, a, of a battle or whatever, something important, you know, like your Final Fantasy or NBA games. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see how that one plays out. I had a little bit of experience with uh, Paper Mario on the GameCube, but uh, yeah, I've, I've never played uh, Paper Jam, and it looks like it's probably a little bit more in-depth. See what I did there? Yes. <laughs> no, it uh, sounds like it's a little bit more in-depth than, than Paper Mario used to be, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm interested to check that one out as well. So the story I've gotten so far is that uh, Luigi had gotten scared of the dark and managed to bump a book off the shelf, and then when it opened, uh, the paper versions of Mario's world entered the 3D or real version of his world. And so, uh, you know, there's two Bowsers now. One's the paper version, one's the 3D version. Nice. Um, for and just instance, like Highlander, there can be only one. Exactly. So um, so it's kind of fun. There's duplicates of everything um, in the game so far, and it's just really, really cute. Well done art. Um, the 3D feature is really fun. Um, it does give me a headache after a little while, but I'm just not used to seeing things with the 3D feature on on the 3DS. So, But uh, insofar as a handheld game goes, I think it's going to last me a long time. Good. Very good. <laughs> so, yeah, it sounds like we've been having some fun with gaming. Uh, you know... Aside from gaming, we've also been enjoying a little bit of TV in our downtime. So, Netflix is evil. <laughs> no, it seems like every time that you and I manage to wrap up a show, um, Netflix pumps out another show. I mean, they've just been pumping one um, amazing series after another. Uh, and then when they picked up Marvel... Oh, goodness. Yeah, that's uh, so much untapped territory. I mean, but, we uh, were done uh, for. I'll let you in on a little secret. That's how Netflix wants it. <laughs> well, you know, that's why they keep uh, getting our subscription year after year. Exactly. Uh, so season two of Daredevil. Oh, man, Daredevil. So good. So this is a character I knew nothing about. This is a character I did not care about when it was in comic <laughs> form. Um, and my understanding from all the nerd friends that we have that are huge Daredevil fans, like, there's a lot of, like, Easter eggs. Like, if you know what to look for... Um, or have read the comics for any length of time. Like, apparently Netflix did a really good job at uh, not fan service in the negative sense, but really just showing that they put effort into it. Exactly, yeah. It was things that didn't necessarily hit you over the head, but if you noticed it, it was like, oh, oh, I see what they did here. Nice. Exactly. Kind of like the way we feel when we watch any of the newer X-Men movies. Uh, yeah. Well, sometimes there's some callbacks to things that just your general moviegoer wouldn't notice. I would argue that Daredevil executes it better. Daredevil does do it way better, and I think that's a benefit of having Netflix that can do it in a series versus limiting you to a one to two hours and 40 minute movie. That's um, true, yeah. And, and Daredevil really does feel like, uh, like the quality of a movie, but in 14 hours, 15 hours... Yes, I know that we went to bed quite late on many occasions. Uh, no regrets, but definitely some work days are a little bit harder for it. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Um, I will say, uh, spoiler free, um, the highlight of season two has got to be Karen. Yeah, well, I'm a huge fan of Karen. The uh, office assistant um, slash investigator. She is uh, definitely the highlight of the whole series. She really ties all the characters together in a beautiful way. Like Lebowski's rug. Flies over my head. I never saw that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I'm sure somebody in our audience gets that. Um, and then Bob's Burgers just came out, and the other night we had to um, shut it down a little too early because the lack of sleep over the last two months has really been catching up with us. But uh, Bob's Burgers! Yes, new season available on Netflix, which is probably like a couple years old to those that watch network TV. But whatever, we cut the cord long ago. So, totally related, off in a little segue here, last year, like last, I don't know, August, I got a notification from Amazon, because Amazon tracks my purchase history, and I kind of let them email me with suggestions of things I want to buy. Um, and they suggested to me this book, and I'm like, oh, yes, this book. And I pre-ordered it, and when I saw that the pre-order date was March the 22nd, and I'm like, well, John's birthday is March at the end. <laughs> 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 you can say it, 27th. 27th. Um, you know, I like, I've got to get this for John, and uh, it's the Bob's Burgers cookbook. <laughs> yeah, so for those that watch the show, uh, in every episode, there's a joke hamburger that's put up on their menu board. And uh, most of the time, it's something that uh, maybe doesn't sound super appealing, but throws some really weird ingredients in it, there. It's a little punny. Oh, more than a little. Yeah, <laughs> they're huge puns. Over the head. Well, this is a book of all of them from all of the seasons, and it's amazing. Um. So, yeah. So, like, uh, these people got together. Um. I believe... I just scanned the introduction so far because I really want to sit down. Like, this is a cookbook I want to read <laughs> as well as cook from. Um, but it looks like somebody, like, submitted their own uh, trial and error with making these recipes. And then the uh, other creators of Bob's Burgers um, kind of all got together with this outside person um, and put these uh, recipes together with a chef. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so the end result is the uh, the best possible tasting recipe for a bad pun. Exactly. Sounds amazing. Right so up my alley. We're totally going to be cooking some of those because one of our favorite things in the mono household are burgers. True that. that. I know that's my default when you're like, what do you want to eat? And if I can't decide in 30 seconds, burgers and fries. Totally works for me. You'll never hear me complain. Um, can I just say that I kept a secret for almost a whole year of what I got you for your birthday? That is impressive. I can never keep secrets. No, no, usually not. <laughs> and you're like Batman. That's true. Yeah. Anytime that you're like, well, I pre-ordered this thing and it comes out on this day and I'm like, oh, I know exactly what it is. And this one, not so much. So good job. <laughs> um, so moving on. Um, this one's a little tough for me. Uh, it's the whole what next, what's next part of it. Uh, excuse me, guys. I have braces. Talking is still hard for me. Um, I'm she getting, says 30 minutes deep. I'm getting to the point with braces where I'm spitting on everything because my bottom teeth are now very gappy. Um, so when I talk, it's just like a lot of spit is thrown all over the place. That's all right. If they've made it to episode four, there's no judgment here. <laughs> Judgment-free zone. That's right. Safe um, zones. So I do want to address, you know, I want Studio Monomy to be a little bit more interactive, shall I say. Um, I know I've mentioned and uh, totally lamented to you about how there's a lot of irons in the fire, and it's just a little much for me to handle um, during the daytime all at once. So I've been pretty good at creating a self-schedule. 
um, it, it's kind of cool. Other other friends of mine have been like, what does your schedule look like? And we'll compare notes, because being your own boss is really hard. Um, you know, between, uh, not only are you making the product, but you also have to represent your product. And now we're more than a product, we're also kind of a brand. That's right. <laughs> it's not only a sink or swim kind of situation, but you're also building the pool, and you're filling it, and you're maintaining it. Yeah, and you're, and you're combining the various other pools. So, um, I know I've mentioned in this podcast, uh, Studio Monomi, the enterprise, right? But that's exactly where I want it to be. Um, we have a podcast now, which I am looking forward to honing in our skills with and, uh, you know, maybe upgrading the equipment in the near future. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but um, like our website, right? It is undergoing a completely uh, intensive overhaul, remodel, redesign. Um, I've yeah, got... th this is like when the Megazord got turned into the Thunder Megazord. I mean, complete rebuild. Um, I was uh, super lucky. Uh, we made friends with people on our wedding cruise who had gotten married like two days before we did. Um, that uh, Dustin, another shout out, uh, in ended up being also a web developer. Um, so he... Um, totally responded to my plea of help on social media of like, I need somebody to take over the website for me. Um, and his vision for my website was something completely, uh, I don't want to say different, but bigger than mine could have been. Um, so he was proposing ideas to me that I had never heard before. Um, you know, uh, for people that are, know me more for my art, such as project tracking. So if you want to commission me, you know, I'll be able to like, let you in on every step of the way. Um, and it, is completely Mary Elizabeth friendly. Like, I cannot speak highly enough of this guy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always awesome to call in an expert in a field. Right. Because you can look at something and go, well, I kind of want it to work like this. And I'll admit, our, our old website was functional. It was functional, but it didn't address the entirety of my vision. Exactly. So we're, we're upgrading from the compact car to the luxury sedan. Exactly. And since he is doing this out of the generosity of his own heart, um, and he is also a full-time job working guy, and they've moved recently, um, you know, it's, it's taking longer than if I were to just have thrown money at the problem and had somebody do it in like two weeks. Um, so I just don't want anybody to be like, we went to your website, there's nothing there. Uh, it's totally there. It's just you can't view all the little pretty pieces yet. Good things come to those who wait. Um, I am doing uh, the best I can at uh, maintaining updates on Facebook, which you can find us facebook.com slash studio monomy, uh, Instagram, which is at studio monomy, Twitter, at studio monomy, uh, Tumblr, slash studio monomy. So we're pretty easy to find. Um, you know, but I, I'll be really, really excited when we unveil the webpage. I wish there was like a, a way for us to have like a physical party around my computer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can Skype everyone in. Right. Well, we'll pop bottles of uh, sparkling cider. Oh, we can start a Periscope. <laughs> Ooh, you know, that is the latest thing. I don't know about the latest thing. I don't know. If I, well, it's latest to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, Bo Bowker was doing it months ago. Oh, gosh. I know Periscope is popular with one of my other favorite podcasts called Can I Pet Your Dog? And they have uh, Periscope channels for dogs. Like, dogs have their own Periscope channels. <laughs> Again, Gus, get on it. Where's your revenue stream, little guy? Um, so, you know, and 
I, I think the best way for me to make uh, Studio Mono and Me a little more interactive to get some of our, our friends, our followers, our fans, our family a little more involved, maybe feel like, you know, because art happens behind the scenes. You, you don't really get to sit down on the other side of my art desk and have a conversation with me. You don't really get to um, experience the smells of soldering metal when you're, you know, when John is sitting down and doing his repros. Although, for the right <laughs> price, you can be involved. You know, that I wouldn't put that outside of the question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want anybody sitting at my solder desk. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Somebody paid our rent, like, for a couple months. Fair enough. Come on over. <laughs> um, but the best way for me to do that is maybe you guys send us some questions. Um, I know our friend base is growing and our followers are growing. Um, every month I'm getting new stats in my email, um, which, you know, for a lot of people, they, they would say are small potatoes, but for me, they're, they're, they're ginormous latkes. So um, <laughs> nice. I, I think uh, it's really exciting. But, you know, I, I want you guys to ask us some questions. I feel like enough people know us that uh, they might want to hear the, the interesting spin that maybe Mono and me would have on, on a game, on an art process, on, you know, food where we've been um you know give us uh, a story from your third grade elementary school horror experience um nice <laughs> i think i think um you know maybe we can start the question submissions um and then we'll just pick one for a podcast and uh i think at this point maybe one to three would be a lot that's so. true well actually we did get one from uh from one of our fans by the name of uh, Pretty happy superbot 1853729. I and, think uh, that's she, no, no, She's asking if we want to get a killer deal on a pair of Ray-Bans. Um, I think yes. I think if you want to ruin your credit. <laughs> no, but you don't understand. They're going to wire me more money. I just have to pay the fees. <laughs> that's it. I, I think this is going to work out well. And I'm uh... glad that our fans are reaching out to us and offering us... Uh, you know, financial windfalls, if you would. <laughs> They're very generous. Our, our fans love us. Uh, yes. I, I, I have no way to respond to that. Uh, that's okay, because I responded yes from our personal email addresses. Well, I'm glad you have your own financial accounts, and I have my financial accounts. That's right. <laughs> anyway, guys, um, it is just something I wanted to bring up. Um, I know that... Uh, what often ends up happening is that, you know, we're relaying stories uh, that have happened to us. Um, but I'd, I'd like people to ask us questions, and, and, and we can pick, you know, one, two, maybe three. It depends, you know, on how long the answer would be or whatever, and we can make that an interactive experience. Um, we'll tag you in the podcast post, you know, when, when we pick your question. Um, and I'm opening this out to uh, Facebook and Twitter. Um, because honestly, I don't check other mediums very often. Um, Facebook and Twitter are definitely the two that I update the most. Um, and Instagram is mostly where I keep the pictures at. Sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that would be great. And if you wanted to email us, which is super, super duper easy. Um, if you wanted to email me a question, you'll, you'll type it out to me, M-E, at studiomonomy.com. Excellent. And uh, boy, I guess mine is probably just as easy, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, so you can reach me at mono at studiomonoandme.com. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, trying to keep it simple, trying to keep it positive and light and uh, fun all the way around. Well, that seems to be the uh, spirit and intent of everything that we do. 
So, um, fortunately, unfortunately, we don't have any major art events for the month of May. Um, we do have some personal events. Some very close friends of ours are getting married. Woo! <laughs> Um, and I know we have other things going on, like May is crazy, and then I am intending to keep the summer, uh, air quotes here, free and clear, to just sit down and, and, uh, basically just concentrate on my two jobs, that being my part-time job at Holistic Pet in Beaverton, Oregon, um, and my full-time job, uh, being the artist and creator and social media updater at Studio Mono Me. Good deal, and hopefully I'll be taking my NBA 2K personalized player into the NBA finals at that point, but we will see what happens. <laughs> so uh, sounds like we've uh, given a pretty full update this time around. Any, uh, any parting words that we want to give to the audience? I totally hope this compensates for being uh, five, six days late at this point. <laughs> five and six days isn't that bad when we're once a month exactly so you guys thanks for listening please share with your friends and your friends friends and friends 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 um and until next time be artful bear tiefel everyone be your